We're going to pick up where we kind of left off this morning. Well, I'm going to slow it down. How does that sound so that we can uh, go through this and maybe we can get a better understanding uh, and give you the opportunity to ask questions. Amen? So if you would, let's turn to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Let's, let's, let's pick it up at uh, verse 1. Amen? Let's read about alms, and then we'll go to prayer. Amen? Okay. Let's read. Take heed that you do not before men. See? Now, see this? So when, 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 when we do stuff to be seen, that is a problem. So, don't or get out of your mind that what we do church-wise or to be saved is for the applaudance of men. It doesn't matter if folks don't agree with you. Uh, uh, when it comes down to the word of God, we are not men-pleasers. We're God-pleasers. And, and, and don't do stuff so somebody can tell you how great you are and pat you on the back. That's all the rewards you're going to get. You hear me? If, if you preach for applaudance of men, that's all you're going to get. If you help or, or give for the applaudance of men so somebody can say, oh, what a great job you did. That's all you are going to get. And watch it when you uh, you bouncing folks up and down because you're going off into worship. False worship. Oh, uh, uh, me, pa oh, Pastor Danbury. Oh, so, can, oh, Sister Marsha did this and Sister Marsha did that. That's all she going to get. Ain't sore nothing in heaven that ain't with no higher than the city. Then she get her little group. Oh, I did this and I did that and I did this. Come see us. Come see us perform. Come see us. Come see us. Come see us. That's all you are going to get. All right? All right. And see them. Come on, other See, there's nothing you're going to get from God. So now you got to watch it. Think about this. How much work have you done that went in vain? Because you was doing it to be seen or praised of. Come on, let's pick up two. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't sound the trumpet. Get rid of your eyes. I, 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 
I, I, I, talking about yourself. You sounding a trumpet about you. Where's the God that you're supposed to be serving? Where's the God that you're supposed to be doing this for? That's why some of you get tired. And that's why some of you didn't quit. Because folks ain't praising what you're doing. You on an ego trip. And we get tired. But have you ever thought about this? For ages and ages, people that work the gospel don't see any benefits. The results are in heaven and then got to be manifested on earth. How many of you can see what's going on in heaven? Not a one of you. And we quit or want to quit because we don't see no results. So we think, but what's going on in the spirit? You don't know because you won't get in there and you won't stay in there. Sound the trumpet before thee. Now he knows it. Now we can say, as the... Now notice, they do it out in the open for folks to praise them or compliment them. We don't do that. That's how the hypocrite acts. You can tell, uh, 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 I'm going I'm to I'm tell you, I wish that you guys would look up the, the teachings of the early apostles is did a cheat or the, I'm going to spell it for you. That way we can make sure we get it right. D-I-D-A-C-H-E. That's the teachings in the Greek known uh, 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 the early apostles, okay? You need to read that. Because it, it, explains, it explains a whole lot of things that we should be able to look for. For instance, if a prophet come and asks you for something other than food, he's not a real apostle. Not a real prophet. Because it's all about money. And the world has, the world, uh, the church world has definitely held back on this to expose uh, what the people in the church are doing so that the saints can know the real from the fake. And we got a whole lot of fake folks in it. It ain't no sense in you to mimic you mimicking some of the fake folks' characteristics. In the streets that they may what? Have glory of men. You don't know that that's what we do. We are people pleasers. And we seek the applaudance of people. That's why we don't care nothing about being faithful to God now. We talk a good game, but our actions tell us something totally different. You know the difference between somebody that's dead and somebody that's dying? They ain't doing nothing. They dead. Somebody that's dying, the blood pressure is going down. The, the breathing is going down. It's getting shallow. Why are we trying to die before it's time? Come on, let's read. Verily, 
So you have your reward already. Think about that. So you're not putting up anything in heaven. You got your reward. Wow. Doesn't it sound like you're shortchanging yourself? When you get a chance to see God, you ain't got nothing up there because you got everything down here. Come on. But... You don't tell everybody what you're doing. If you helping your brother or sister or anybody, you don't tell nobody what you everybody what you're doing. Why? Because you're building up treasures in heaven. Anytime you open your mouth and tell what you're doing, you're getting your reward right down here. Or tell somebody what you done did, you got what you got your reward. You got the praises of men. Come on, four. Who gonna reward you? Himself. Ain't nobody gonna reward you but God. That's what you should be and I should be looking for. The reward from God. If you get a uh, uh, brother Turner, he says, Oh, thou mighty man of God, and then I start believing it. Guess what? That's all I get. Betty, I don't care how hard I preach, I don't care how many Bible studies I talk, I don't care how I fasted and how I prayed, and that's all I get. Because I've started now, I'm a people seeker. I'm seeking to get folks to call my name. I feel sorry for you folks that want to be famous. That's all you get. No promise to get to heaven. No promise to make it. No promise that God's got a reward for you when you get there. All them folks that you patting on the back and patting you on the back, that's all you get. And can I tell you something the old folks say? If they pump you up, they'll pull you down. They will pull you down. And see, that, that's the difference. No, no reflection on you young folk. That's the difference between a young fool and an old fool. Old fool's supposed to know better. Young fool's supposed to be just as dumb as they come. And the world is looking for dumb young folks. Somebody gullible so that they could show them the moon and all they're going to see is rocks down here on earth. You know how I know that? Because I was dumb once. Gullible. Believed what the folks said. Believed I was all of that and I wasn't no more than what I was. Didn't have nothing, wasn't going nowhere unless God took me there. Unless you have God, your living is in vain. And most people don't make it out of their young adult life that don't have God. Don't make it. Don't make it. You hear me? Now, again, I'm not, not having a reflection on it. 
I'm just teaching. You think of that? If you would catch and talk to a lot of these folks, that's it. You can ask, how many of your friends, did you remember when, when you was back my age, how many of your friends you done lost since then? You know I ain't thought about that in years. I had close friends that died young. Died out there like fools. Some of them committed suicide. I'll never forget. On graduation, a few days before graduation, a guy that you would not expect committed suicide. Now, what? White. But what? What? could have possessed him with his life just starting. That's all I can think about. Life just starting. Don't know what three months from now getting out would have been at the age of get out on his own to see what life was about and killed himself. I still think about that to this day. What if you'd have waited one more day? Amen. So your father going to see it in secret himself and going to reward you. You want to be blessed. You call him, bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord, bless me. He, he, he will, but you got to do it like he say do it. God ain't blessing you just because you asked him. You got, got, got God mixed up. Now, when you look at it at the kingdom expense, religion will tell you anything. And I've been dumb enough to believe some of it ain't bum no more. And I'm going to help you with some of your dumbness. Religion will tell you anything, but God is true to his word. He ain't blessing no mess outside of his word. He's not going to do that. Now, if you, like I was saying this morning, if you can get the giving right, you can get the prayer right. And the problem is, if you can't get the giving right, you're not going to get the prayer right. Because it's got to be unto God. Not unto folk. Not unto yourself. We say a whole lot of stuff just because we heard it. Oh, we can get some good prayer when, you, when the pain's in the right place. You get a toothache at 1 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning. It wakes you up out of your sleep. And But you know what I found out? God ain't moving. You got a pain, ain't no, ain't no anointing coming down. You can't even shake yourself. Have you, have you found that out? Have you, have you noticed that? You can be just as sincere, but the pain made you sincere. And God got reasoning and sense enough to know you only crying out because you're hurting. <laughs> if y'all can see the eyes. <laughs> just see the eyes. You want a whole lot. You 
to tell God anything to get the pain. Just get the pain to stop. Yes, Lord, I did it. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know I love you, Lord. Yes. God, you know, you know, ain't nobody but me and you, Lord. No, you, I'll do whatever you ask me to do, Lord. I'll do whatever you He said, you saying that because you hurt. And I know you saying that because you hurt. You know, ain't no anointing can come in the room. Ain't no quickening. You ain't had no ain't no dancing to your feet. Ain't no tongues came. All because you were hurting. You prayed a prayer, a prayer of surrender. God said, now, don't you know I know tomorrow this time when the pain done subsided or you done got your belly full, I know what you're going to do. They're like saints when they're going through, oh, I just, oh, I just love the Lord. I just love the church. Let the everything stop. You ain't going to see them. Ain't going to see him, but you. I want you to know this has been the characteristics of the hypocrite ever since it was back in Jesus' day. That's why he's telling the folks right here, don't be as the hypocrites. They just do stuff. And they say stuff. Hmm. And they have their reward. But do you want the God kind of reward? You got to ask yourself this question. Do you want the God kind of reward? Because that's the only one that's going to get you to eternity. Hmm. Then I told you the definition of kingdom again. The eternal kinship of God. The realm in which God's will is fulfilled. God has a will. You were put on this earth for a purpose. You were put on this earth for a plan. You ain't got to worry about dying. You're going to die or your time is going to run out. But it's going to be a shame if you didn't do what God willed for you to be here and you die without doing what he told you or put you on this world, in this world to do. Think about that. And then think about Jesus. He constantly remind himself and everybody that was around him, my meat is to do the will of my Father, which have sent me. You ain't doing nothing. You can't be doing the will of God. Remember when Jesus ran into the tree? Every tree that God created, think about this, he put a seed in them to bring forth fruit. And the fruit of the tree was to feed everything.
everybody that passed by. He put that fig tree together to bring forth fruit so that the hungry people that come by that didn't have any food could pull off that tree, eat fruit that God sent so they could have nourishment and keep on walking in their journey. Now notice, Jesus and his disciples was hungry, came to the tree that's supposed to have food on it and wasn't no food on it and because Jesus, first thing he did, he cursed that tree and told it to die because it didn't have no fruit. All it had was leave. It, it was not fulfilling the purpose in which God had sent it to the earth to do. Now you can't tell me you want to see God. You don't want to see God. You don't want to see God. He put something in you that you don't want to take time to bring forth because you want to rub your flesh and have your pity party rather than grow and become the tree with fruit that God gave. He, you, know, you know why he knew it was fruit there? He, he the one created the tree. And when he looked at you and me, he knew there should be fruit there because he created us. And he put something in us. Come on now. Every fig tree is supposed to be put forth figs. And you ain't got nothing. So he cursed him. You don't have to worry about folks. Folks that don't want to do right by God, don't want to come to church, don't want to be, they curse. And eventually he's going to cut them off. Well, the word, if the word can't save you, I can't do nothing for you. So, he has set forth a plan to save and redeem. He set forth a plan so that we can be saved. And can I tell you, stay on the earth as long as you want to. You'll never understand all he has wrapped up in that plan. And do you know, do you remember this? Even the best minds know in part. Nobody know the whole full scope of this plan. Nobody. He's telling them, on a, a, a day, his disciples asked him, Master, teach us to pray. I ain't talking to you folks that got it made and you've already and came up to your conclusion. And You know, I've come to realize that some folks I can't help. And I ain't going to die trying. Amen. 
If the Bible let us know that every man got to be persuaded by his own mind. If your mind can't convict you, can't convince you that this way is right, I, I, I can't do nothing for you. Because it's not my job to persuade you. It's your job to be persuaded. Amen. And so here, he is a master teacher. And that's what you, we forget the fact that Jesus is a teacher of the kingdom of God. His job is to save folks and teach them how to get in the kingdom and how to live in his kingdom. That is one, the whole purpose why he took on a body and came down to earth so to teach us how to be saved and get back in the kingdom of God. You forgot now. When Adam sinned, God's spirit left the earth. It left. Everybody that came along after Adam did not have the spirit of God living in them. He breathed the breath of life in Adam and Adam became a living what? Soul. You know what gave Adam? The Holy Ghost. Remember when you look at receiving the Holy Ghost? God breathed on them. When you look at the Word of God, it's the breath of God. All of us pulling back down to God's breath. He became a living soul. Now, if you still want to be dead and you're in the church, you're in the wrong place. Folks are dead out there in the world. They're dead to God. Folks that are dead can't honor, don't honor God. They don't seek to serve God. They don't pray and worship God. All they want is God to give them things. Remember when, when you were out there dead, all you want is a miracle. Lord, give me a miracle. Lord, if you want me to be saved, Lord, just take this taste from my mouth. Lord, if you want me to be saved, just, 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 just visit me. Lord, you want me to be saved, let me, just let me see. What is that? You seek the same thing that the hypocrites do. They seek after signs. Folks, it ain't signs now. You folks that want sign, Lord, if you want to do it, Lord, you want to save me, you, you have to show me. He ain't showing you nothing if you don't read your Bible because you ain't important. Just like I ain't important. If you don't come to church, he still may not heal you. If you do come to church, he still may not deliver you if you do come to church. You don't bargain with God. You obey God. Practice obedience first. It's a quiet but simple fact and is well known. God don't need mankind. Mankind need God. Ain't nobody in here, including myself, can cause in, any uh, 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 
make God any more important than what he already is. Amen. So, the apostles now uh, ask for a class. They weren't like you and me. They had watched him. Master, you're doing something that we don't do and we don't know how to do. We want to do what you did and get the results that you got. Well, you got to ask yourself, do you want to be saved? Do you want to be a part of God's kingdom? Because God ain't giving out nothing to nobody that he can't trust. Now let me ask you this. If you know I use drugs, you know that I could not be trusted, you wouldn't give me the keys to your house. And you wouldn't let me drive your car. And most of all, if I live a suspicious lifestyle, you ain't going to give me a ride. That's not if you got good sense. Now look at God. He already knows everything there is to know about each and every one of us. And he chose to trust each and every one of us. Now it's not God's fault when we don't live up to the trust factor that we should have with God. It's your fault. And my fault. So teach us to pray. Now, they probably, the ones that went, him, went with him at different times to pray, they probably did like we did as kids. Peeped and watched. Wonder what they doing over there. Oh, we were very nosy. And some of y'all haven't gave up the nosiness yet. I wonder what they're doing. So they watch Jesus and realize this is something that we're not doing. And the master haven't even brought it up. Jesus didn't bring a prayer they did. Hmm. So they said, teach us like John has taught his disciples how to pray. But John's disciple was praying for a different reason. They were praying unto repentance. Jesus told them, I came to bring a kingdom. I come to get a group of people together that's going to follow me down here on earth just like it's done in heaven. Can I tell you something a little early? You're preparing to leave, but you better prepare to stay. Because when it's all over, you're going to get a new heaven and a new earth right down here. So don't get caught up in going out. You better make sure you can come back. 
The place you're trying to leave is the place that God is going to renovate and give you what? Dominion. Amen. Heaven wasn't made for people. It was made for angels. Let me see your wings. So, this is one of the most memorized passages of scriptures in Christian history. It is a reliable guide for generations. Now, isn't it amazing? God sent what we needed to teach us a prayer that has been known in every generation that has been on the planet. And we're looking for something new to help us to get through. It's a danger to look for something new. The devil, all he wants us to seek something new. Rather than the word of God. There's a whole lot of stuff in here that we haven't gotten to because we've listened to folk instead of being like the folks in the Bible, the Bereans, where they studied the scripture, checked it out to see if it was true when Paul was preaching. That's what we got to do right now. All this sound good gospel. All this gospel that make folks look deep ain't help us change one iota. You still lying with the Holy Ghost. You still getting mad and fighting with the Holy Ghost. The oldest Christian teachings known as the teachings in Greek, the original Beatis or something. I may have the pronunciation wrong. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me give you a little bit. Let me give you a little of it. Just, just, can I give you just a little? My children, thou shalt remember him who, him that speak unto thee the word of God, night and day, and shall honor him as the Lord, as the Lord. For whence the leadership, leadership speak, there is the Lord. Now look at the apostles. Telling you, you got to honor and pay attention to somebody that's teaching you the word of God. The world, this day, don't tell you that. It is the Lord that is speaking to you. No wonder they don't want 
this to be part to the now day church. Because if you off and you stay off, when you time to die, you're going to be off. Moreover, thou shalt seek out day to day the persons of the saints. Look how we're supposed to be with one another. Day to day. And look how we don't hang around one another. We're so divided right now, we don't even call and talk to one another. That thou mayest find rest in their words. Look how much comfort we offer one another. You check it out. Find it and read it for yourself. It is called for a cohesiveness of the church. We're not going to heaven individually. We're going collectively. Now, they believe now, you pray this three times a day. Three times a day. Three times a day. You see, you got to mean it. You can't do this like the hypocrites and the unbeliever. God ain't doing nothing just because you chanting. Well, they got some good chants on on, on, uh, on, on on the internet. Good things for your mind. I am great in affirmation. Oh, I'm good. Ooh, ooh, ain't nobody like me. I'm going to make it. You better hope you make it to heaven. So it's recommended you pray it three times a day. The Lord's Prayer sums up the, the good news. It summarizes the whole gospel. The whole gospel. What is the gospel? The good news of the kingdom. It was good news that God has sent his spirit back to the earth. And you got the Holy Ghost and ain't got no joy. You singing more sad songs with the Holy Ghost than you did with Jack Daniels? Mary Jane? And sing them dry over rocks? Come on, saints. It is to reconcile those who are estranged from God to bring us into the family of God. That's what the Holy Ghost did. But we don't act like it. We're still trying to hold on to dead relatives, dead brothers and sisters, and that's why you are a dead man and a dead woman walking. You're not holding on to the truth in the living church. Your family members that are out there in the world is more important than the church. You can't go to heaven like that, brothers and sisters. You think I'm lying? Let your phone ring. 
Let it rain right now. And some of you ain't going to wait until you get outside dancing. Hello. Now can you imagine God come back with your hell and your low? Between your hell and your low? Come on, I'm just trying to get you to think. It don't make me no different because I know now I can go to heaven with or without you. It is, it brings us to the family of God. And the first word started with our father. When are you and I going to realize that our spiritual family is more important than anything else that is going on on this planet? Not for my sake, but for your sake. Now, let's check this out. After Adam and Eve sinned, everybody that was born to them at that point was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. The Holy Ghost was gone. Eve was left with the hope that she was going to get a man child from the Lord that was going to bruise Satan's head and, and oh, going to bruise his, was it the head of bruise, bruise his heel and he was going to bruise his head. And so she thought that I believe Abel was going to be that child, but what? Cain killed Abel. So righteousness was under attack. So that's why there was some pretty good seed and there was some bad seed. Nobody was totally good from that point on. After the Holy Ghost left. They spiritually died. Remember what God said. The day that you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Lord have mercy. We read that so fast, we thought he was talking about a natural death. He's talking about a spiritual death. Everybody that was born on the earth was born without the Holy Ghost. They were born dead. That's why we had all these problems. You know, some of us have, we, we hard on our children, but they were born in sin. Because you was in sin. And that gene was passed on. We can't pass the Holy Ghost on to our kids. They got to choose to follow God and do what is required by God to get the Holy Ghost in order to live a saved life. But what they're going to do, they're going to recreate sin. Sin is in their nature. That's what they love to do because they are flesh. He that is born of flesh is what? Flesh. 
He that is born of the Spirit is what? Spirit. Now what's your excuse, Spirit-filled folk? Lord, teach us to pray our Father. What do you say? Our Father? We have the same spiritual daddy that Jesus had. And the reason why we struggle because we don't own that fact. You know it, you've heard it, but you don't believe it. I wish somebody would challenge me on that. You know it, you heard it, and you don't believe it. That's your problem. Well, why would you say, you know, I don't believe it, Pastor? You don't own it. We're supposed to be able to cry, Our Father. Can you imagine if God hear you say that in faith? Yeah. Remember when you was a kid and you loved your daddy? Yeah. Told you this morning about the relationship between me and my kid. When I came in the house, it was over. Daddy! I didn't want to be daddy sometimes, but daddy! Try sneaking in the house. They go, Daddy! And here they come. Now can you imagine if we could believe, if we could get our knowledge and our faith at the same level that Jesus had when it came down to God? Saints, I'm thinking we should work on getting our faith and our knowledge at the same level, that is crucial to our living this, this sanctified life. But no, my reality is, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, pull me, oh, you don't know how bad I got. Can I tell you? You crying, you let me tell you what I'm going through. You're going to start feeling pretty good about yourself. You think you got it bad. You see, that's why, that's why it's dangerous when saints isolate themselves. Then the devil can work on them and work on them and work on them until he work them down. So stop helping the devil work you down. Let me say, I'm a father. So Prayer put us, put us in the disciples in the same shoes that Jesus did. Looking up to the Father. Or looking up to God. But do you believe it? Do, and see, a lot of it, if we've had a bad relationship with fathers, we draw up when it come down to that word. If your daddy was no good, you can't change what your daddy was, but don't you compare God to what your daddy was. And that, that causes the problem. 
This prayer implies an intimate connection with God. Can you be intimate? You know one thing, I, 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 you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of miss it. My children would hug me, kiss me, tell me they love me. I didn't have to ask for it. They were very affectionate as kids. Now, can you imagine having that kind of intimate relationship with God? It ain't what you say, it's what you do. Just because you have holler hallelujah, that don't mean you mean it. Just because you holler, I love you, Lord, but you ain't showing no kind of emotional connection. I mean you mean it. I'll tell you, people are tired of folk telling them they love them and don't have no action to bag it up. Can I tell you? Same thing with God. You ain't got no kind of action to bag up the love that you say you have to God. Bad for saints, ain't it? Let's turn to Galatians 4 and 6. Sister Marshall, would you get that one? Monica, could you get Romans 8 and 15? 15 and 16. Yes, ma'am. And God has sent his spirit. You can't help but, help but have a connection with God because the spirit that is in you cried out, Abba, Father. You say you got the Holy Ghost? Is it working? First Lady Romans 8 and 15, 16. So you've got a spirit that bears witness that you are a child of God. Now, if your spirit ain't bearing witness that you're a child of God, you ain't there. So you got a reason to act strange in the house. Got a reason to act strange in the kingdom. You ain't gonna let your neighbor come in your house and and but, but not knowing about it, I know coming there calling me daddy, my children gonna look at them like they're crazy. What do you mean? That's my daddy. <laughs> yeah, my children, that's my daddy. Ain't your daddy. <laughs> Let's look at it. This here 
tears dealing with our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And is looking, dealing with praise and adoration. Let's somebody find Psalms 103, verse 1. Psalms 103, verse 1. Now you see what deep down in you, you already know God is holy. So we should create, have a greater reverence for God's name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. A prayer of surrender, not in control. You giving up your control. And this is a problem that I found out, found with saints. You don't want to give up the control. God ain't going to take over your life. You got to give him your life. I'll never forget something in, in Elder Austin quotes that Bishop Newton said out of, out of uh, Ohio. God is a gentleman. If you don't give him access, he ain't going to take access. He's not like the devil. Let's turn to Sister Marsh, you get Proverbs 16 and 9. Let's listen. Turn to get Luke 22 and 42. Proverbs 16 and 9. You can ask questions if you want. Yeah, you got it. Surrender. You got to surrender. And see, this is what you don't realize. You want direction from God? You got to surrender in order to get it. It's time out for you thinking you can come into church and still have it your own way and get uh, God's information or God's direction for your life. He only gives you direction if you give up your life to for his life. Sister Turner. You have 42. In order to get in a place like that, and see, and it would behoove each and every one of us get out of our mind the way we think this road should go for a salvation. You will be able, you'll live out your, the rest of your days and still won't know why God have left you here or why God called you to his church. Lord, let your will be done in my life. Yeah. And mean it? That says a lot. Now think about it. Okay, how long you been here? You messed it up. 
You messed up your life like I messed up my life. Listening to folks that didn't mean me no good. Picking up habits that I would have lived life better not knowing that existed. You jacked it up. Now you're in a poor place now in your life where God could come in and show you what he had meant for you to be. But you got to give him that control. Give us today our daily bread. Supplications, begging for something, seeking the answer. Sister Marsha, could you get Matthew 7 and 7? Sister Monica, Matthew 4 and 4. Now notice this. Keep that scripture in mind and look at this. Give us today our daily bread. And he simply tells you to ask. And if you're honest, you haven't been asking. Not in faith. You've been saying because it sounds good. You've been doing vain repetition. Didn't mean a thing you said. Just a turn. Now he's telling you what the real bread that you need. Give us our daily bread. Now they were talking to God. And what was he doing? Teaching them every day. So it's natural bread and spiritual bread. You need to live a spiritual life. You notice that? They were asking God to supply what they need every day of their life. You're trying to get weeks and months in advance. Lord, when I get certain days, let me have this. You ain't doing nothing with today's bread. You're trying to store up today's bread. And you won't do take care. He told him what he's done. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Didn't he promise to take care of us every day, one day at a time? You and I can't borrow from tomorrow. One day at a time. But my question is, can you believe this? If you can't believe it, you can't get the results. Now, remember what I said this morning? You got a God that came down from heaven, limited himself in earth, in one body, and taught you this prayer that will work to help you get to heaven. 
we can't afford to take